This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination head to exploreworldwide.com hello it's monday the 2nd of august and thanks for joining me for the latest on travel and destinations from the green list and the travel desk of the independent today the amber watch list what is it and should you be worried international cruising restarts or does it and what's heading down the track in terms of rail fares. Of course, this podcast is completely free, as is my weekly travel email. Do sign up at independent.co.uk forward slash newsletters. There's an awful lot of talk around about the Amber Watch list. It doesn't exist yet. Um, There's just six categories of traffic lights, ranging from super green, that's Ireland, via green, um, just a handful of countries there. Green watch list would be moving to uh, amber. Uh, Amber itself, which is the vast majority of countries worldwide. Amber plus reserved for France. And then the red list, which you don't want to be in because that means hotel quarantine on arrival in the UK. There has been an awful lot of briefing and leaking from the government about the prospect of an amber watch list. This is a new category which would basically just say, well, you were thinking of going to Spain, eh? Hmm, I wouldn't do that if I were you. There's a chance it might move on to the red list. Now, my personal view is there is no chance that Spain will move on to the red list during August. However, it appears that people in government who want to keep a lid on international travel are saying, yep, well, if we basically uh, worry people enough, then they will either switch away from high infection places like the Balearic Islands or they won't go anywhere. And that will be a good thing, they think. And so the fact that it won't happen is not relevant, they believe, because as long as they can put the GBs up uh, uh, people and um, make sure that that people are really worried, and my goodness me, I've been uh, today certainly uh, uh, alarmed by the amount of concern out there. If they worry people, then that will actually do the job. They won't need to put Spain or indeed high infection countries, uh, islands islands like uh, Mykonos and Santorini on the Red List, um, the hotel system for quarantine copes with about 1,000 people a day. It certainly couldn't cope with two, three, ten times that. So it won't happen, but that is the effect. I would absolutely empathise with anybody who's thinking, well, this is terrible, we can't afford hotel quarantine, but it's not going to happen. However, the thing is, you think it's going to happen, and that for the parts of the government who want you to think that is good enough. Ah, international cruising restarts today. It's now legal to get on a boat and go somewhere abroad, um, except it's not going to happen in a hurry, and that's because the cruise 
uh, industry is not set up for an immediate restart. While airlines can just about put on planes at a 24 hours notice, they clearly would like more, but they can do that. Uh, cruise ships are much, much more complicated. You've got to get the uh, crew in position. You've got to get them quarantined. You've got to sort out all the passengers. You've got to sell the flipping cruises and try to entice people on board. And so I'm seeing cruises probably starting at the back end of uh, August going internationally from the UK, but we won't really be in go mode until probably, well, certainly September, October. And bear in mind that cruising is not going to be as it was before. You're going to be expected to wear a mask in all public areas. Um, you are going to have to, uh, you'll be able to sit down and eat and drink, but, but uh, otherwise that you'll be wearing a mask um, you'll probably have to be doubly vaccinated to be allowed on and then crucially if like me one of the appeals of cruising is the fact that you just get off at the whichever port you're at and have a wonderful time and wander around and uh, enjoy yourself well that is in general not going to be allowed you are going to have to be in a bubble um, the government doesn't want you getting involved with um, uh, locals and the locals quite possibly don't want you getting involved with them. And so it is going to be very, very different. I'm afraid that uh, I haven't got any um, cruises booked at the moment because I simply uh, uh, want to wait and see what happens. I did try one out and that uh, unfortunately didn't, um, didn't quite go as well as it might um perfectly professionally run but um just not that much fun i couldn't hop off the cruise Ah, oh, i've been talking to the man in seat 61 mark smith international rail guru and all-round good thinker about how the railways work now just a reminder that the railways are in a right old pickle um, it used to be that you and I, as train passengers, and I am a regular rail user, I don't have a car, um, would pay £10 billion in revenue every year. That's um, altogether, not per person. Um, now, that's basically halved because the number of passengers has halved. And there is a lot of concern about getting people um, back on the railways and how we're going to do that. And I've been going back over what the government has said, and it's five years since they promised to make it easier for rail passengers to choose the best value fare for their journey. How well have they done? Well, I talked to uh, Mark Smith and he said seven out of ten, but he stressed that that was seven out of ten for explaining the whole incredibly complicated uh, system that we have, which is just full of anomalies, which I will mercilessly exploit. Split ticketing, where you buy two separate tickets to get to your destination because it saves a fortune. And what uh, Mark Smith is calling for is um, basically saying we want three different kinds of tickets. That's an anytime ticket. Just use it. Step on board the train anytime you want. It's going to be expensive, but um, you might think that's worth it. Have an off-peak ticket and have a uh, advanced ticket and all based crucially on single leg pricing, which means that you want to go from London to Birmingham. It's that fair, depending on whether you want to go at peak time or off-peak or you're prepared to commit to a train. And then coming back, um, you might have something different, but you'll just add the two fares together, just as you do on low 
low-cost airlines. And the government, meanwhile, says that Great British Railways, this new organisation which is going to uh, bring in, um, effectively come in and run the railway, they are going to simplify the mass of uh, confusing tickets um, and it's going to uh, apparently be marvellous. We shall see. Meanwhile, don't hold your breath um, for any immediate changes, but I do hope that train tickets will be reformed. The crucial thing is that the government has to let the rail industry get on with it. Everybody in the rail industry agrees what has to be done, but the um, Treasury may not let it happen. They might be too worried about the money that they are losing. We shall see. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Remember, any news you need, just go online 24 hours a day, independent.co.uk. For now, stay safe and enjoy the rest of Monday. 